through buying Salsi, they're getting uh, a, a fairly significant uh, mobile phone network. Um, and on top of that, Telcom has been complaining for a while that they don't have a critical spectrum in the 900 megahertz band. That's, that's a very technical thing, but um, basically this, this is something that's very useful for rolling out uh, into, into less populous areas, like rural areas. And so in buying Cell C, they'll get access to not only that spectrum, but a whole 3G network that's rolled out in that spectrum on top of the other spectrum that Cell C has. But Cell C um, has been struggling somewhat in the market. So how is that likely to impact on this deal? Yeah, so, um, well, this is, this is just it. Is It's not about the, the, the money Cell C is making. When, when a Telcom is, is looking at an asset like Cell C, it's really about... Um, like what expertise they can get from the staff there, the, and then the, the assets that they're going to, going to acquire in the network and in the spectrum. And just looking at uh, the shareholders there, uh, Saudi Arabia's Ogre Telecom, um, uh, they are, of course, the uh, majority shareholder there. Is there a sense that they are willing to sell at this point? Yeah, yeah, definitely willing to sell. Not desperate to sell. Um, there, there were reports that Telcom had offered uh, around $14 billion and Ogier had said, no, thank you. So it sounds like Ogier is still willing to, to wait for a fair price. Um, but, yeah, they certainly want to get, uh, they simply want to exit the company. That's the sense we're getting. So uh, they own 75% as uh, Ogre, and then uh, you've got uh, another 25% um, that is owned uh, by Black Empowerment, Salsef. Uh, so what will um, Telcom be buying exactly? Will it uh, just be a controlling stake, or is it the whole thing lock, stock, and barrel? Yeah, we don't have any details about what exactly is going to happen in this deal. I suspect if, if Telcom can get the whole thing, they will. Um, but uh, if, if they can just get the controlling stake, they'll go for that as well. Um, it, it's unclear exactly what the terms of the deal is going to be. And just in your assessment, Jan, do you think that Celsius, uh, what do you think Celsius stands to benefit from this particular deal? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, difficult to say really because um, the benefit is, is mostly telecom. Cell C doesn't actually have much of a say in this because but this, is, this is all about their shareholder and Cell C, when we've asked them about deals like this, they've also said well, we don't know, this is all up to our shareholder. And so uh, uh, I, would, I might even go so far as to say very little. Um, I mean, they do get, they do get to, to be absorbed into a company that will give them a tremendous amount of scale but with deals like this you tend to see retrenchments shortly after as because there's a lot of duplication between the two companies that will have to be resolved. So given uh, you know, both their extensive footprints, um, what sort of competition is this likely to bring into the sector? Yes, uh, in, the, in the mobile sector, you could, uh, one could argue for, for uh, a tremendous amount of increased competition. All of a sudden, you'll have three uh, significant mobile phone networks in the country instead of two big ones and two small ones. And uh, with Vodacom acquiring Neotel uh, to bolster its business side to, to, to get more spectrum and so on, um, the, the, that would certainly put Vodacom and Telcom um, in direct competition with one another, uh, you know, on, on, on all fronts almost. And then looking at the other biggie there, uh, MTN and the trouble that they currently face, um, this Nigerian scandal, just how much damage has it caused to MTN? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the share price spoke for itself. 
um, and I think that's a great way to quantify the, the, the damage that was done. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, losing the trust of the shareholders, losing the trust of the, of the media who, who tried to get comment out of them, um, the, the, there's, there's a lot of reputational damage um, that's been done in, in addition to the financial damage. So looking at that reputational damage, now you've got uh, Putuman Tleko, um, and he's been appointed as, um, you know, uh, the executive chair but it doesn't seem to be too keen to stay on for too long, six months is what we are hearing. What do you read into this? Because uh, doesn't this action then, um, you know, muddy the waters, uh, knowing that you will be changing horses again midstream somewhere? Yeah, well, um, I, I, I suspect um, uh, uh, Nicole, you know, he's, he's kind of done his time already as, as MTN CEO. He's, he's, um, he's already uh, acted as the company CEO, and um, and he's a businessman now. He he doesn't operate. He doesn't get involved operationally in 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 the company anymore. So I don't think you know it's worth reading too much into it. Um, he's stepping in because someone needs to step in, um, but you know doesn't want to be operating at that level. He's he's more interested in in operating at the board and and chair level kind of thing. Um, so uh, whether it's going to muddy the waters or not, I suspect that uh, MTN, in terms of the Nigerian deal anyway, is. It wants to get this thing resolved before his six months are up. So, um, uh, and and he's also known as as a as a leader in the in MTN. So, I, I suspect the, the Nigerian regulator uh, isn't going to be isn't going to be too overly you know um, caught off off guard by him stepping in to to take the discussions further. Um, but certainly, uh, MTN and I suspect the Nigerian authorities are also hoping for the discussions to be finished within the, these next six months.